Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast Soapbox Edition. In this podcast, we take you behind the scenes in the Cold Fusion community. We'll talk to the leaders about what they're working on to push the language forward with tools, frameworks, modules, lessons learned, and best practices. Okay, welcome back for another Modernizer Die Podcast, the Soapbox Edition. And uh, this is the second episode, and we're going to look at the history of Audis. Uh, Audis is the one sponsoring these episodes and uh we're really happy that they're allowed to let us come in here and make these podcasts for you guys and share the word from uh Audis members and also the community and we can't talk about the history of Audis without Luis Mahano so again thank you for coming thank you Gavin appreciate it yeah well uh again uh, Audis has been around a long time uh, uh into the box is another great conference now we, we keep growing and growing and and yeah, things are going along really nicely for Audis and the community. I think Cold Fusion is really striving, and Audis is a big part of that. And I think that's the main reason why a lot of developers are still still kicking it with Cold Fusion. So yeah, it's been a it's been a, quite a few years now. We're entering as well our thirteenth year uh, of Audis. So with the keynote, we kind of went through our different stages. Right now we are in our fourth stage, like uh, like if we're Middle Earth minions, you know we're in the we passed our birth, our infancy, moved into childhood, and now we're in our rebel teen years. But uh, it wasn't always like that. I mean, I I started Orchis in 2006 when I released Callbox. Uh, I started it as an as a side company, right? I wanted to do some freelancing. Everybody had student loans. I had my student loans. <laughs> so that was the thought around it. But when I released Coldbox, I, I really wanted to be different that most of the time I saw that, that open source projects failed or had a bad reputation because of documentation. That was uh, one of the things that I saw. And one of the things that I said, okay, if we're going to stand out, we're going to do this right. And we're going to make sure that we write good documentation and we are able to express what our library does. And I think that's what the main difference was. And Coldbox started getting noticed because of this. Right. And obviously, you know, we're known now that we document a lot and not because I like it. Right. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's honesty. It's it's not that I love it or like it. I think that it's more of discipline. I think it, I, I became very disciplined because I had, you know, essentially two jobs. And I only had a certain amount of time that I could dedicate to these things. And I was very motivated uh, to do this. So I think that the main, the main passion component here was, you know, not only passion, but also being disciplined. And uh, having disciplined habits around it really, really made us create a lot of docs, right? And uh, as we grew, you know, I, there was also some shifts, you know, I think that in 2009 was the big shift year uh, for me. Uh, this was still, you know, three years into it, um, several versions of Callbox still, you know, I started to go to conferences for the very first time and speak. Um, but in 2009, I really didn't see myself going anywhere in the whole fusion world. Um, you know, I think that the transition happened from Macromedia to Adobe. Uh, you know, there was uh, no real roadmap of what was going to happen with it. 
Um, Rilo was available as well. And um, I really just kind of felt frustrated a little bit with the language. And uh, I had already started delving into Groovy at the time and even started working and collaborating a bit with Grails. And uh, mostly because our company was testing it out as well at that time when I was working full time at Esri. And, uh, but then Rilo became open source that year and, and at the end of 2008 at Scotch and the Rocks. And then uh, Cofusion 9 was announced where Hibernate was going to be part of the engine. I mean, I think Cofusion 9 was a very good release, uh, a very good direction at that time. And it just really made me rethink of what I wanted to do. You know, do I want it to just be a developer? Do I want it to, you know, take and grow and, and really make this a full-time business? And, you know, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a Christian man, and I think I... Uh, I, I understood what my calling was in this. Uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go all in. And that's when we, we started really, or I started really even becoming more, more disciplined. Uh, and first training happened actually here in Texas. That was our first training that we did. We started working with even JVM integrations. We actually had the ability to run with Groovy inside of the JVM or, or Cofusion JVM. Uh, CBORM was born, and then we kind of moved into, you know, just this productivity stage. Um, Cashbox started, so more boxes kind of started becoming into fruition. And, you know, Bill, I finally left in 2011, uh, Esri. Uh, they were kind of like my godparents. They were really, really nice with me. And uh, I left in 2011 to do it full time. So in all reality, Orchis has been around only for eight years. Full time, but ten years uh, since that time. big turning point. So in two thousand nine, yeah. like you said, you have to make a decision, and and ten years since then, man, a lot has happened in those ten years. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tell you the truth, I interviewed at Google in two thousand nine, and uh, I was ready to, to go. Um, I I interviewed. I was going to be part of the YouTube team. I don't even know if you knew this, but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I interviewed, and I was going to be part of the YouTube team at that time, and. Uh, it just didn't feel right. I mean, for a, a, a really attractive propositions. Wow. But no, oh, yeah, I hadn't heard um, that story. See, this is why we do the yeah. podcast, right? We can get in the mind, get in the history. So yeah, I really felt, you know, that this is my calling and what I needed to do, or you know, with with Ortiz in itself. And I think that I, I that was that was the right decision to to push forward and and really try to transform what we do. Yeah, it's kind so, of amazing to think what would have happened without Otis and Cold Fusion. Would be <laughs> would be a very different, <laughs> very different place. Yeah, so. Maybe maybe Grails would have been renamed to Grails Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a good time to actually uh, let's show the clip from the the keynote where we go through the the history of Otis. I think this is pretty cool. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll catch you on the other side. But I thought it would be interesting this year to kind of kind of go through memory lane and show you how we have evolved and you know why are the decisions that we take and where we're going. So we'll start off with kind of our birth, our hope years. Uh, in 2006, I founded Ortus as a, a side company just to do freelancing, and Coldbox was born that summer and released for the very first time, and that was the song of the year, by the way. So Coldbox started in. 2006. By 2007, I released the Cobox sites, the Orta sites. 
We had an IRC channel. Who remembers IRC? Awesome IRC channel. Beyonce was on the radio, and the Coal Box Cash was born in 2007. That's our initial meddlings with caching. 2008, the Coal Box 2.6 series started. Uh, integration testing actually began at that time so long ago. REST support was introduced in 2008. Uh, I did my very first training actually here in Texas, in Dallas, that year. And one of the most important things that happened that year was that Rilo was open sourced, right, in 2008 at the end of the year. And of course, we had the tunes of Flow Rata. 2009 was really a pivotal year. Um, I was ready to give up on Cold Fusion at that time. I saw no progress, and I was actually doing a lot of Groovy development where I worked. Uh, so it was a pivotal year for us in determining where do we go. Um, however, due to the open source nature of Rilo and you know introduction of, I remember that day, Cold Fusion 9 with uh, Hibernate. Um, my hope was revived and we decided to go all in. In 2009, actually the first version of Forgebox was released. Right? Uh, made a commitment to do more trainings. Logbox was born, Mockbox was born. I did a project with Mark Mandel called Codex Wiki. Uh, the beginnings of Wirebox as well began as a bean factory. We did all kinds of JVM integrations with other languages at that time and we had our first CBORM integration. Then we kind of move into our infancy years. Um, 2010, Cashbox was finally released as a standalone project. We started working on our first commercial project called DataBoss, starting to mess up, uh, with IDEs to kind of help tooling in that area. Um, hierarchical MBC was introduced that year, so modules were born in 2010, and we started Coldbox support services, and we migrated to GitHub. By 2011, this was another pivotal year for me because I decided to leave my full-time job to dedicate myself to Ortis. So everything that happened before was just uh, working very hard, late nights, no kids yet until 2011. Uh, Wirebox was released standalone, Coldbox 3, Coldbox Relax, lots of modules got started. Bill Garud actually joined or the Ortis team at that time, first member, employee number one. And uh, Blockbox was born, actually. Somebody's saying, what the heck is Blockbox? Well, Blockbox actually became Contentbox. So Blockbox started in 2011, 2012, it became Contentbox. Coldbox 3.5, Brad Wood joined the team that year. <coughs> Coldbox Developer Week, we started doing more community stuff, more community things. And we started a project called Devbox. Who remembers Coldbox Devbox? Just Brad? Wow. So DevBox was our, our initial server offering that we wanted to bring and make the developers' lives easier for development. Um, it still exists. It was still there. Uh, but that was the beginnings of what we wanted for CommandBox, actually. Uh, we started messing around with the engines, actually building extensions. Um, we had a, an online course that was actually pretty horrible, but uh, <laughs> it's still actually there. And TestBox uh, started to brew at that time, <coughs> 2013. First commercial product released as DataBoss. We moved to Jira. Um, into the box started coming up with Brad. We wanted to do something more for the community. We started uh, doing lots of stuff with Couchbase and NoSQL. Our second product got released, ProfileBox, and then TestBox was finally released. And Mr. Jorge Reyes joined the ranks all the way from Switzerland. 
And actually, we began Project Gideon. And Project Gideon was basically what became Command Box the next year. So the next year, after a year and two of development, 2014, we finally were was able to release a, a beta of what we wanted for Command Box. It took like six seconds, seven seconds to start up, but it worked. Uh, we messed around more with Couchbase, more with BDD training, and we had our first conference into the box in Minnesota, and it matches the song of the year because we were very happy. And then 2015, um, we moved Ortos here to the Houston area, so we're Houstonians now. We changed the name to Ortos Developer Week. We started getting more boxes, so it was not only about Coldbox anymore. Co uh, Command Box 2 moved into it, and we moved all our documentation to Gitbook. And Gavin Picken joined Ortus at that year. Uh, Lucy was released uh, after their little incident. And um, we started messing with extensions, right? Started getting around with the engines as well. And Forgebox 2 began development so we could actually offer it not only to the Coldbox community, but to the higher uh, CFML community. And then 2016, another pivotal year for us. Uh, Coldbox actually turned 10 years old, or 10 years young. Dogbox was introduced, but it was pivotal because we saw the need of evolving the Cofusion community. The stigma of the dying era, the legacy initiatives began in that year. And John, Esme, and Eric actually joined Ortos that year. Our patron campaigns began, and John single-handedly created our entire containers and cloud initiative. So thanks to John. Woohoo! <coughs> we moved to 2017. Um, Into the Box was for the very first time here in Houston, so that was pretty exciting. Our Docker images were released at the beginning of the year. Uh, Brad went crazy one night with too much coffee and developed CFconfig, which has changed the portability of CFML. And the era of CFML microservices really began. We had finally the tools to create these microservices for Cofusion. Contentbox Docker began as well. We started delving a lot with search and elastic search components. Ortus University started at the sounds of Despacito. And then last year, we entered our rebel teen era. So we're kind of wild, uh, moody. We don't know what's going to happen with Ortus one day or another. We get mad sometimes, we don't know why but we're very productive and we have lots of energy. So Content Box 4 was released last year, actually here at Into the Box, Task Runner support, Coldbox 5 introduced. We introduced CB Streams and our very own rule engine, the very first rule engine for Cofusion called Rulebox. We started messing now on not only with Caltrace, but with Redis. Forgebox 3 was released and we announced Quick ORM, which was great. Woohoo! And now 2019, we started the year where there's already lots of stuff going on. Our patron campaigns are growing. Um, we are starting our modernize or die initiatives to kind of help move people out of legacy hell. And actually, Ortus El Salvador began this year. So we have eight developers in El Salvador. Edgardo is here as well from El Salvador. So our team is growing, and now we are, we're expanding. So <clears throat> very exciting. And uh, we're still very moody, but... It's good. So 13 years have passed since this journey began, and it's been really, really exciting. We're really motivated in what we do as a team. We're focusing in several areas moving forward. 
Um, product development is a huge one for us, developing more open source products and commercial products offerings. Support and training for the community is essential if we want to see it grow. Mentoring and providing consulting for it. And now also staff augmentation thanks to El Salvador. And we introduced this motto, I think it was last year actually, but it's modernize or die. Okay, so that was a clip from Into the Box 2019 in Houston. Uh, again, a uh, really well-received conference. Uh, we had a lot of great speakers there. and uh, But yeah, I really found that uh, the history of Otis really, really kind of cool. And obviously being an Otis team member, I know a lot about some of that history, but even, even some of that was new to me. And it's kind of cool to see as you move over time, like what changed. And did that really happen that year? Like, is that really that old? Or, <laughs> or is it, was that really that new? <laughs> Seems like we've been using that forever, so um, I think it's pretty interesting. But obviously, some pretty big milestones in there, and um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of great stuff coming out, and the team's grown pretty big, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of our Salvadorians at our <laughs> at our power now. So, all this is yeah, growing. Yeah. I'm very excited about that one. I think that was been a kind of a vision that you know um, that I've always had. Uh, that I really wanted to give back to where I came from, you know, and, and, and I think that's important. So as you know, you know, we're more than software, right? And we, we definitely believe in helping people and, and being able to bring, you know, our, our, our character and our integrity everywhere with our Christian values. And I think that that was a huge deal for me and I'm so excited about it. It's just a start, you know, it's brand new, fresh. So we'll see where it goes, but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see yeah. these guys and they're sharp they're sharp they're young and hungry which is good yeah so we got a nice team growing there and uh yeah uh you're going down there for some training soon right yeah yeah i'm gonna be down there training them on more container container strategies and Vue.js integrations with Coldbox api development so yeah i'm very excited about it Just going down to second time do more training that's very cool well uh Obviously, Audis is growing. You've got the bigger team, a lot of projects going on, and uh, it, the, the open source is still continuing to grow. So I think it's uh, it's really cool, and I'm glad I'm, I'm being a part of it. And, yeah, I can't believe it's going on four years now since I joined the team. So still going strong. Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> Time flies. Sure. Yep. So well, anything else you want to add to the history of Audis? It's exciting to see some of the things, you you know, if time flies, you don't know. It's like, you know, ca uh, Content Box started in 2011, you know, that's eight years ago. I mean, it was, it was, it came a from our training. Box, right? Blog Box, yeah. That was my, actually my, my, my project. You know, we had students and we were like, okay, let's build something in modules. And I chose a blog and that's how Content Box kind of started. So uh, it's, 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 it's incredible to see sometimes you're, I had a lot of fun uh, and a lot of tears to tell you the truth <laughs> when I was doing this history because I felt very blessed and very grateful. Uh, and I feel really like we are a family, you know, and I think it's, that's super important that you love who you work with and what you work with. And, uh, and it was, it was great putting this together. I mean, also command box, you know, we started this uh, in 2013 as an idea that I, I really wanted to bring CLI after working with Yeoman and, and some Node.js libraries at that time. And I remember, uh, and so just for the record, because I got to shame Brad now, <laughs> is that he did not want to do this. 
Brad was like in his typical self is like, I don't, what? A CLI? Why do we need that for? Nobody does this, you know, for cool fusion? No, that's dumb. So I remember uh, we met in California for our, our, for our kind of uh, our get together to start, you know, brainstorming ideas and stuff. We were like three at that time. And finally was able to convince Brad after many Dr. Peppers for him. It's like, <laughs> Brad, it's like, this is the future, man. We need to do this, man. And we, it was, it was, it was great because we met Denny. Uh, we actually started building the CLI in Node. Okay, so I remember. Put it, I'll put it there because I, you know, I, we have to be man enough to take ownership. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We started building our CLI, and, and Command Box was was started as the Node project. And then we met Denny Valiant, and he rocked. Uh, you know, he he just showed us what he had done with Rilo at that time, and uh, his nice little Java shim to be able to class load this stuff into into the the CLI and we basically said, Denny, we need to take this to the next level. Uh, if we're going to do this, we're going to eat our don't dog food. And I'm glad we did, man. I, it was, it was God ordained that we met Denny and, you know, we still love Denny. He still appears and disappears once in a while. Uh, but he's, he's definitely a Java master. And, uh, you know, that's how command box kind of started in 2013. And, and just remember, Brad did not want to do it. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> nope, he didn't, and definitely didn't want to touch Node because <laughs> you know how much yeah, he exactly. loves Node. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so. I'm glad we. I'm glad he saw the light. Yeah, and uh, that really started everything. It powered the the new version of ForgeBox and package. I mean, I can't believe we ever worked without it. To be honest, you know, like now using cfconfig and you know .env and spinning up servers and settings and. But yeah, uh, every time I think about doing an old school server or trying to fix somebody else's, I have a client that doesn't have command box. I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I start? Yeah, so. I, I think you become spoiled, and I think that's a true testament of the tools because you know when you start working with all these you know uh, legacy companies that are wanting to modernize, and you're like, okay, copy paste this folder, here are the libs, right? It's like, what? I used to do this. What's wrong with me? I feel so dirty now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just getting someone started up on a project used to take two or three hours, you know? Like, now it's, yeah. if you clone it and run it, and hopefully the lot, the biggest thing you have to worry about is downloading the database <laughs> and yeah, exactly. uh, spinning it up, and away you go. So, cool. Well, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's a perfect, uh, a perfect little summary there of the oldest history and uh i really enjoyed that in the keynote and like i said it was a little surprise to me and yeah so i enjoyed it so hopefully everybody else out there did as well so uh, again thanks for coming on and uh sharing your your insight and again thank you for oldest and cold box and everything related because uh we'd be in a completely different world without that <laughs> thanks so, god thanks a lot man all right check back next week guys Show notes for this episode can be found on soapbox.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, or your favorite podcast player, or a link to the YouTube channel for more of these videos. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.